a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Except it's not Boyd Matheson today. You're here with me, Leah Murray, and my good friend, Derek Brown, as we chat about all things political. So, Derek, last year, monumental, like huge change to 50 years of precedent when the Dobbs decision overturned Roe v. Wade. But on June 24th, when that happened, it wasn't as exciting, right? Because... I think everyone sort of expected it. Right. Unfortunately, or, because like, that's not the spoiler, way it was. Right? Like, there was a spoiler. There was a spoiler. Exactly. So on May 2nd, we all read like kind of a final draft, but a leak of that decision. Um, that upended a lot of tradition. Usually we don't know. So like you said, usually we're more surprised and we have hints, but like we really had the whole thing. And there's a lot of back and forth that goes yes, on. With right. The, I mean, so so theoretically it could have changed. You know, after that opinion was leaked, I mean, because judges are right. talking it through and making decisions and sometimes changing their mind or finding new precedent or whatever. So it didn't mean it was set in stone. But by the time it came out, you know, everyone was sort of expecting. Right. What we and got. then you take what is supposed to be the court is deciding what the law is. We got a month and a half of political conversation about a leaked document. Right. Um and, you know, we've been talking about leaked documents, right? Like classified documents. It's been I in the news. That's the right. Topic kind of, du jour. Kind of the topic du jour. So we've got with us Greg Scordis, legal analyst for KSL. Greg, welcome to the show. It's nice to be with both of you. So, Greg, my thing that I'm kind of pinging on was when I was reading the article in the New York Times over the weekend about the fact that they didn't find the leak, right? So there's a report that says, we didn't find it. But when you read that article, what you find is they don't have, like, it's not the Department of Justice that's doing the investigation. What they have is their internal person who does the investigation, who actually doesn't have a lot of investigatory authority. So I'm wondering, can you talk to us about why it is the case that the Supreme Court wouldn't want you know, why isn't there a special counsel? The way that we're having with the classified documents for Biden or for Trump, why is there not a special counsel for the Supreme Court leak? Well, well, the short answer, Leah, is that there probably will be now. Okay. But I think the court decided it was going to do its own internal investigation. And so they had this Colonel Curley, uh, who is a court employee with uh, some background as a, as a former JAG officer, but really not so much a prosecutor or investigator who did a, an investigation. It seems to have been fairly thorough, although there's some, there's some concerns about it. Obviously, there's some criticism of, that the investigation didn't go far enough. For example, uh, they felt that she was a little bit soft when she, when she interviewed the judges themselves and didn't go much beyond court personnel, didn't interview uh, spouses and friends and others who may have had uh, access or at least information about the, the opinion. 
And so uh, the, the report really didn't leave us with much, except that we don't know who leaked the who leaked the report. And and that's the problem that you have. I think Congress is now looking at this. I think Department of Justice, like you said, is probably looking at this. And uh, my guess, Leah, is that there probably will be another more thorough sort of investigative uh, investigation into this, probably by a, a, a prosecutor or somebody with that kind of experience. So, Greg, how does this change things moving forward? And and I, I a number of years ago, I served as a law clerk to a federal judge myself. He was an appeals judge based in Philadelphia. And we had really serious and specific protocols of what we could and couldn't do. And, you know, sort of the, the security and the sort of the understanding that you don't, you know, what happens inside the chamber from a from a, you know, a, a standpoint of writing and drafting just doesn't leave the chambers. And and the reality is, I mean, for for that judge, there were three judge panels and things would change. You know what I'm saying? You'd have all judges be unanimous. And then as they discuss it and as they'd find new precedent, you know, you'd have two that were on one side and one on the other. And it would go back and forth and there would be multiple drafts. But but there was always this understanding that what happens in the chamber, you know, absolutely never leaves. And so and I don't know that there was any way at the time when I did that to sort of to 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 you know sort of police that so to speak. But I, I've got to think of the high court now; they're going to have to make some changes in terms of the way the process works. Oh, no question, and that's really interesting insight, Derek. Because we've all assumed. I mean, I've been a lawyer for forty-one years. I've never seen anything like this from the the Utah Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court, like you say, the federal uh, appellate courts. It's just. It's a it's a problem that's never happened before, and I think we're all looking at it and going, wait a minute, uh, there's got to be something in place to prevent this from occurring. And I apologize in the court right now. There's there's some background noise, but but uh, but uh, it, it it it's it's something that we're addressing. I think really for the first time, and it's and it's really kind of frightening to think that this kind of thing could happen because it's so obvious that it shouldn't happen. Exactly, and and the, you know when I did it, I mean frankly, I could have. You know, taken a copy of a you know a, a proposed opinion and taking it with me to McDonald's while I'm getting my diet coke and be reading through it. You know, although that never happened because in theory we had you know we had these protocols. And so I just when I heard about this, I thought this this is probably just the morale inside the court is never going to be the same, and among the justices as well. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Right. And Greg, let me just kind of probe on this because both of you are lawyers. I am not. But I feel like if I came in to investigate a bunch of lawyers, you know, in the institution of the Supreme Court, all of you know your rights probably better than anyone else. You know, so if someone showed up at Weber State and said, we're taking your phone as part of some investigation, I'd go, okay. But I feel like all of you lawyers would say, no, and where's your warrant? I mean, like, so is part of the problem just, you know, who you all are and who they're trying to investigate? (laughs) Well, there's no in, there's no indication, Leah, 
that anyone interviewed in this investigation asserted their Fifth Amendment rights. Gotcha. Okay. There's nothing that I saw in the report that led me to conclude that that people were uh, asking for lawyers, they were re- refusing to answer. Had someone done that, I guess we'd be having a different inquiry and perhaps there would be uh, more going on. But it doesn't appear during this investigation that anyone anyone did that. So, uh, yeah, lawyers know their rights. Uh, court personnel certainly know their rights, as you would expect. And, um, you know, judges <laughs> know their rights. They right. define their rights. But, but I think everyone tried to answer the questions as, much, as best they could, and no one is willing to admit or even give a hint as to how this incredibly important document was was released. And Derek's Derek's so right that this this it, it's it's obvious. I mean, it's like a court jurisprudence 101 that we don't leak opinions <laughs> before they come out. So it, it's it's so obviously wrong. That we're all, all trying to figure out how this happened, and, and we have Greg Scord as a legal analyst for KSL who's with us. But Greg, you mentioned the pleading the fifth. Is it is this a crime? I mean, maybe that's the answer to no one actually, you know, pleading the fifth. I mean, is it a crime? I don't remember when I clerked for a judge if they said this would be an actual crime. It was clearly an ethical issue, and you could you could certainly lose your job. But but is it a, a crime for which I mean, if they were to find the individual that did it, would they be prosecuted or would they just be disbarred? You know, I I, I was hoping you wouldn't ask, ask that question because <laughs> I've been looking under federal code to see if there is a crime. And, and as you know, Derek, the feds have sort of criminalized everything. Exactly. So there probably is a crime somewhere that fits this conduct, but I couldn't find one. Certainly, you, you, you hit it right on the head. If, if, if I, we find out that, that an attorney or a member of a bar association leaked this, their their bar license would be at jeopardy. They they would probably lose that. They would certainly lose their job and their career with the court. So there may be administrative remedies, penalties, that type of thing. But I can't find because it's 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 conduct that's never occurred before. So no one's thought to criminalize it. Perhaps it's probably going to be a crime. You know, the next time Congress meets. But right now, there doesn't seem to be anything that statutorily precludes. What happened here? Well, Greg, that's why I asked you the tough question because but as I have a fellow a attorney, question. I just don't know. I have right, no right. idea. Right. But I've got a tougher question, Greg. I'm going to put you right on the spot, and you've got like you know sure. 30 seconds to answer. Who sure. do you think sure. leaked the opinion? Oh, I think it was somebody very, very close. One of the clerks of one of the judges. Right. I think it's somebody that was very close. Oh, to, I love that vague the, answer the yeah. in that specific. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, considering there's I'm about sorry. what 30, maybe 40 clerks. In that building, that's yeah. that's probably right. the the best. Uh, that's probably the best guess. So yeah. thank you, we thank you, Greg Scordis, legal analyst for KSL. We appreciate you joining us on Inside Sources. All right, more to come in hour number two of Inside Sources. Stay with us. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. 
Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.